You know, one of the things that I go back and forth on as a former sports radio guy is, do I want this event coming to my city or do I not want it? Because I know right now, with everything going on with gas and food and the cost of living and a thousand other things that we've already addressed on this show today, are we ready as a city to bring in something as big as the World Cup? Now, I remember all the detractors of the Olympic Games before we had the 2010 Olympiad. And I thought to myself, at the end of the Olympic Games, that will be something that people will remember Vancouver of for generations. And it was global. The world got to see Vancouver on the greatest stage of them all. And yes, it cost a pretty penny, but because of Van Ock, we were able to get pretty close to even, if not maybe even stole a few pennies away. But the World Cup of soccer is a bit of a different beast altogether because it's not just Vancouver's or Vancouver slash Whistler. We are just one of a handful of cities that connect Mexico to the United States right up here north of the 49th. And it is a big collaborative effort to put on the beautiful game. The challenge that we face right now as we head towards 2024, these games aren't even slated for 2026, but there's a lot of work to be done, is how much money should the taxpayers and citizens of this city, of this province, be put on when it comes to making sure we can absorb the expense of hosting a World Cup game or games? City of Seattle did something that the city of Vancouver and City Hall has yet to do, and that is release some of their numbers. Bob Mackin with the Breaker.News coming forward just the other day with some breakdowns of the numbers, and I think some of them are jarring. And the reason I'm bringing it up, I'm not bringing it up in the doom and gloom perspective, but more just information, just so that you understand right now, because FIFA wants a lot from their landlords. And I, I didn't really get into it. Like, sometimes you'll just hear the bulk number. And I'd love to hear from you this on the way. By the way, if you think we're in or out, we should, we shouldn't, 604-280-9898. That's 604-280-9898. If you've got a say on the World Cup and where we're at right now, should we be bringing this event to Vancouver? And again, buzz line 604-331-2899. So Lumen Field And Vancouver's BC Place, pretty much side-by-side when it comes to venues that will host World Cup in 2026. And again, one city's been a little more transparent than the other. 16 cities are going to be hosting this in total. And some of the things that I think we have to take into consideration are things like, well, for example, um, the security. Which is going to be close to $2 million per day. Per day, according to this report. And when you think of you've got security, you've got facility management, you've got cleaning and waste services, FIFA's not on the hook for any of it. And you only get to sell so many tickets and you only get so much of each ticket. The government said uh, a couple of months ago, I think it was January actually, that they were willing to put forward $230 million in costs. City Hall was planning to spend $73 million for security, $40 million for the venue, $20 million for the FIFA Fan Festival, another $15 million for the host city office, administration, and volunteer service, and $14 million for traffic and stadium zone management. There's a few other costs as well, but I know you're not driving around with a pad of paper and a pen. So translation, it's a nine-figure bill to host these games in this city. 
Now, if you're a soccer fan, it goes without saying, you want the World Cup here. It's the biggest tournament on earth, and could you imagine being able to see these games in your own backyard? It's a once-in-a-generation opportunity. So that is the glass half full, is we will never get a chance like this again, at least not in the foreseeable future. So these are the moments where you step back and say, you know what, sure, the price tag's going to be big, sure, the price tag's going to be onerous, but damn it, it's the World Cup and we've got to have these games because what a thing to be able to put on the old resume. But the timing of it is really interesting. And the timing of it for me right now is where I actually waver on this. Because... Are we past the point in overturn? No. But it's really hard right now as the price tag goes up on this, speaking of the 2026 World Cup, to justify the amount of money that is going to go into this. Now, here's what some will say. The four crowd, the thumbs up crowd is going to say, well, think of all the money that it's going to bring in. Think of all the tourism. Think of all the revenue, the small business that it's going to be able to help, the advertising opportunities, all of these things that's going to come into the city, not just to try and negate that cost, but maybe even put a couple of bucks uh, into the city, into the community and into small business. You can't argue that. Like that's a very four, uh, very four, quote unquote, point. But the con of this right now is the timing. There are so many families that are struggling. There are so many families right now that are trying to figure out how they're going to get from A to B. Is it the right time? Or will there ever be a right time to host a a, a world-class event like this again? Because it's kind of funny. People will say, well, you know, maybe Vancouver could do the Olympics again because we've got a lot of the infrastructure already in place and maybe we can actually make some money this time around. That's a fair argument. The World Cup... That's going to be a challenging one. It's becoming a tougher sell just because of where we are in the world right now. Like you think of a 100 plus million dollar price tag per game. I don't know. Like Ryan, you're you're a soccer fan through and through. You're a guy. and, And I think to myself, if I wanted to get the four in this argument, I would ask a soccer fan, would you want the World Cup? But let's be honest. Let's put all the pro football aside. Is it the right time for Vancouver to host the World Cup? Honestly, Rob, I think you kind of said it best there as well was like, is there really ever a right time in in 2010? Was it the right time for Vancouver to host the Olympics? I mean, you could argue yes, you could argue Mm -hmm. no. You know, with the way things are going right now, is there ever going to be a right time to host another big world event? Right. And it, and like you said, this is a once-in-a-generation thing. And for me, again, a big soccer fan, like, of course, I, I want the World Cup here. I don't care if it's one game. I don't care if it's two games, three games. I don't even care if there's, you know, teams playing here that I honestly have no real attachment to. But I want to see it and because I'm probably never going to ever get the chance to maybe, you know, do, do that again ever in my life. What would you rather have, the World Cup or an extension on Highway 1? Uh, World Cup. That, you don't, that's, you don't that's drive easy. Highway 1. Not not particularly. <laughs> and then if I do, it's coming into the city. It's not really going out into the valley. So Yeah, it, it's interesting because you'll have this argument on one side or the other. I can see both points because, again, we're both sports fans. Oh, yeah. So would I love to go and see a World Cup game? Heck yeah. Am I going to be willing to pay Taylor Swift prices to go see it? Uh, it be close, but I know they're going to be hefty, but I, I would. I probably would because, again, it's the once-in-a-generation thing. But, man, the timing's tough. And the fact that right now the transparency of the NDP government is so, you know, 
sort of there, but not enough. I mean, seeing what they've done in Seattle where they released the numbers and said, yeah, this is what we're paying. I think it really holds the feet to the fire now on this side of the border to say, okay, what are the numbers that you're looking at as well? So hopefully we can get those in the next couple of days, because again, you got to remember, they're going to have to put in a natural grass pitch into that stadium as well. And that's not cheap to do either. Not at all, but again, you could argue that stadium probably should already have, you know, some natural grass in there with the Whitecaps having played there for, you know, X amount of years now. And and again, we always see that when, you know, European players do come over to North America to play in the MLS, they never end up playing in Vancouver because of the artificial turf. Yes, no messy. Well, no we wouldn't messy. have had to worry about that this year anyway, no. but uh, yeah. in the future. Okay, we'll take a break here. Let's open up the phones. I would love to hear from you. All right, let's do this. The World Cup, we've talked about it left, right, and center. But do you think that it's time that the city and the province reveal the numbers? We now know what the numbers are south of the border. Is it time for our government to finally step back and say, Vancouver, British Columbia, this is the price tag? By the way, um, Ron and Poco asked me, he goes, Rob, name one city in the last five World Cups that made a profit. Well, Qatar in 2022 made a record high. The tournament was the most profitable in FIFA's history. According to their numbers, $929 million U.S. was generated by FIFA in ticket sales and hospitality rights alone. So there you go. Just the most recent of World Cups uh, did big boy numbers, and that is uh, hopefully enough to wet your whistle, Ron, in Poco. All right, to the phones we go. Steve in Delta, you are first up. Uh, Your thoughts on the World Cup, and then would you like to know those numbers? Well, first off, I wouldn't believe the cutter numbers for the life of me because those guys aren't really even a democratic country. So I highly doubt they made money. I think that's a probably a crock. I've never seen an Olympics or a soccer FIFA that's ever made money ever. So whatever their budget is now, double it, maybe triple it. And then, you know, that's what the loss will be. So, you know, Canada is a hockey nation. We're not a soccer nation. You know, we got the Whitecaps in Toronto you know, messing around in this MLS. And I think it's just, you know, it's it's something to glorify maybe the politicians in the city, but it's really not what we do. And I wouldn't put a penny for it, quite honestly. And I've been playing soccer all my life and I, I love soccer. I wouldn't, but I wouldn't put a penny toward it. There's a hell of a lot of other things I could spend a billion dollars on you know, and not waste it like that. Uh, Fair enough, Steve. Thank you for that. And I appreciate you at least admitting that you were a soccer uh, player so that we can get some perspective on that one. Adam in Langley, thank you for waiting. Your thoughts on the numbers and uh, would you bring it to Vancouver? Um, You know, I wouldn't bring it. uh, Same idea. Fiscally responsible. I've been in BC now for about four years and I joke around with my wife about how long it takes things like the TC1 to get built. Uh, sky trains, look at all the issues in the downtown east side, put that money towards the policing. There's so many other things that we could be spending our money towards building better communities and a better province. Soccer doesn't hit on that. I'm a sports fan, not a soccer fan, but I would say the same thing to the Olympics again or to any of that stuff. Opening the books is always good. Um, I think that transparency matters, uh, so I would definitely be supportive of that. All right. Thanks, Adam. Glenn, just before I get to you in Maple Ridge, one thing that I want to say in the midst of these phone calls is um, we have to remember something. This is a huge marketing opportunity for Vancouver City to put yourself on a world stage. You think of all the budget that we put towards marketing us, like when we go abroad and say, hey, by the way, look at us. 
This is one of those moments where this is uh, a real home run opportunity for Canada, for British Columbia, and in particular Vancouver to market yourself to the world. So let's not remember, you're not just taking money out of one pocket. There are a couple of different ways that you can look at this. This is maybe not good for those who want to see expansion on Highway 1 or, you know, immediate help in the healthcare sector, but it is, you know, in certain facets. And I just want you to keep perspective on this. It is a glorious opportunity in tourism and marketing and small business opportunity in the lower mainland. So let's just try to keep those perspectives. All right, to the ridge we go. Top Ridge, Glenn, thanks for waiting. Hey, Rob. Well, I, I'm going to change up my what I was going to originally get to say from your last comment. But first and foremost, honesty. Good luck with getting that from any politician in Canada. Other than maybe Brad <laughs> West, they're not opening the damn books for anybody. They're all liars and they're all, they're all, uh, they all have, they beat around the bush, they tell no stories. Um, I'm going to change it up a little bit because you said, yes, we're, it's a grand opportunity to open up the world to Vancouver again. Mm-hmm. You know what? Quite frankly, opening up the world twice now has uh, really actually made this the most expensive damn province city to live in in North America. We're talking gas taxes. We're talking rent. We're talking real estate prices. You name it. Hotel prices are we're number one in the most expensive hotels. Opening up the world has huge consequences because, oh, look at the mountains, look at the ocean, and uh, it becomes unaffordable for the people that grew up uh, and want to move here and just have a, a normal life and live. So careful what you wish for when you open up the world because when we open up Expo, uh, that's when this city got expensive after that. That's all right, Glenn. All. Thank you for that. Appreciate your thoughts. To the text we go, here we go with common sense again. Of course, we shouldn't host anything until we clean up our own house. It's embarrassing the mess that we're in. That's because we don't have the proper house keeping. That comes from Dave in New Westminster. Ah, you know, I'm so torn on this one because I understand the magnitude of having a World Cup game in this city. But man, I'll tell you what, I think it's the fear of the unknown right now. You know, it's kind of like when you, uh, what was it recently? I live out in Pitt Meadows, and there's a street called Harris Road. And if you've ever been out there, you know it. And initially what they wanted to do is there was these train tracks, and it holds everybody up. And so people are like, man, we've got to be able to go underneath the tracks. Well, let's build this little tunnel so that everybody can get moving. If you've ever traveled from Delta, you know what I'm talking about as well. So anyways, the first initial cost, I think, was like 25 or $30 million. Well, you wait a couple of years, a new government comes in, a different mayor, and all of a sudden you go back, and now it's like five times the price of what it was initially slated to be. And now nobody wants to touch it. So nothing's going to get done. Everybody's still going to bitch and moan about the fact that they can't get across the tracks, yada, yada, yada. But this is the problem. This is why you want to see the numbers so that you can at least say, okay, here's my starting point. Here's my you know stick at the ground so that I have a measuring stick, a barometer as to whether or not we should do this. The fear of the unknown for me is the biggest problem. Whether the games come here or not, it's almost secondary to the fact that I don't know what ingredients you're giving me in order to make this this dinner for you. It's 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 really hard to not know what those numbers are. So I really hope eventually uh, they do come out, even if it just comes down to what are we paying for the facility? What are we getting? What is FIFA getting? It just seems like a lot of unknowns. And the only problem with this, as we go to a break, is we're two years away from the games itself. We need to know. And I think that's something that needs to be that's a fair ask from a citizen of this, uh, you know, province to the government that probably at this point has the numbers and just isn't sharing them with us.